The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Nadia Adan is the owner of Ashford Motors and she is with me here for the Soapbox of Six today uh, to talk a little bit about EVs. And and Nadia, it is kind of timely you're in here to talk about this today because there's a few bits of kind of EV-related news and we mentioned them, some of them earlier on the show. Apple uh, are no longer kind of funding their EV project. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, Volvo announced that they were pulling funding from their Polestar. People might have seen a couple of those Polestars and only a couple of them. I think that's the issue on the roads in Ireland. And BMW's kind of diverting some of their EV budget uh, towards hydrogen uh, powered cars as well. They have a pilot project in South Africa. You have an issue with EV trade-ins. So what's the problem there? Yeah, hi Kieran. Thanks for having me on. So look, what I'd say is I'm not against EV as a whole. This is an opinion of mine as a small business owner. And the way things are with the electric market currently, it's just so unsustainable with pricing um, that I did come out publicly to say, look, currently I won't be taking trade-ins of EVs or buying them in, especially if they're out of manufacturer warranty. A, because the pricing at the moment is just like the stock exchange. You could buy one for 50 grand one week, next week put up for 55 and then it's worth 40. My small business couldn't absorb such a big loss like that. That's the what is pushing that factor is supply. There's a lot more supply than there was demand. So when we look back into the pandemic years, there was very little supply. There was a lithium uh, shortage. There was Mm. uh, chip shortages. That's not there anymore. We're seeing more Chinese brands come into the market, which is boosting the supply. We're seeing a lot of people hand back the keys to EV in the UK and in Ireland. I used to get, you know, two, three calls a week of people trying to get out electric cars back into their diesels and even downgrade into older diesels. And now those calls are five, six times a week. And I can't be that person that tells them that the car that they spent 80 grand on eight months ago ago is now worth 30 or 40. So, I mean, we're all used to the idea that when you drive off the the, the forecourt, that there's an immediate depreciation, you know, in the car. But the way you describe it, I mean, if other garages follow suit, there'd be a huge depreciation in in the value of your EV if if people can't take them as trade-ins. Absolutely. Like in the second hand market, once an EV has gone past manufacturer warranty, which is sometimes around eight years, and if that battery goes, it could cost up to 20 grand to replace that battery. No dealer that I know, especially myself, I don't have 20 grand in a car to take okay. that risk. I really don't. If the car is still under manufacturer warranty and it's very fresh and I've sold Taycans, I've sold Teslas, so I, I know what I'm talking about. I've dealt with them. I would love to get on board with this EV green at the moment and make money, but I just see it as such a big risk and other dealers have been saying the same thing to me and I have seen dealers get stung with mm. big battery bills like that. And, and so you'll have to forgive my ignorance. Is, mm. the, is the issue then where, where, whereby you've got a, a kind of internal combustion engine car, uh, your old fashioned car, your standard car, that, you know, when it gets 8, 10, 12 years old, there's going to be a few bits and pieces wrong with it. But in all likelihood, they're easier fixed yeah, and, and more cheaply fixed. Whereas uh, there's one big yeah, thing that kind yeah. of goes bust on, a, on an EV. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember about 10 years ago, timing chains with BMWs were a massive issue and they were really, really expensive to fix at the time. Now they're only a, about a grand, whereas back 10, 20 years ago, they were 10 grand or whatever okay. it was. So it's kind of the similar that we're just not just there yet. It there, It's like the iPhone, the technologies, it's changing so much every year. And also after it's in warranty or whether it is still in warranty, 
you know, if the battery does go, that these kind of warranty companies will say, did you keep it under a room temperature? You know, did you go over your mileage? So, you know, you might get caught out another way. Um, you know, charging your phone in the car, putting up the heater. I was talking to a customer the other day that travels from Dublin to Mullingar every day and he said, look, I have two kilometres by the time I get back at home. But if I charge my phone or put the battery or put the, you know, the heater on or anything like that, he has to charge it for an hour. So ah, it's all gosh. these extra That's factors. A dose now. Yeah. Just the infrastructure is not yet there just yet. I think a combination of hydrogen, hybrid, I know Porsche and e-fuels are looking at different types of um, biofuels and different types of fuels. I think that will work. I think EV might work for certain people and more power to you. Don't listen to me, you know, (laughs) if you want to buy EV, uh, no pun intended. (laughs) So the the kind of five or six people now who are calling you back on a weekly basis saying, Mm. I I want to go back to petrol or diesel. well, like, are there are there all different issues they're yeah. citing, or are, are there kind of common common things that keep coming up? There are different issues, but they all have like a commonality, and that's because it's an electric car. That's the commonality. Yeah. So I'm seeing range anxiety uh, be one. So it's okay. fine if they have a planned trip, but say if they have to go somewhere different and they get there and then the charger's not working. The other one was I was talking to a guy yesterday evening actually, and he said he actually has charger anxiety that when he actually gets to the charger, there's three people ahead of him or one's okay. broken down. And also talked to another person who said he thinks he has a ghost living in his EV because he gets into it and the aircon comes on and then it goes back off and then he gets back into it and it's got and the battery range has decreased. We've also seen, like, I don't know if you heard in Germany over Christmas, um, all the cars that got stuck on the autobahn. And of course, the people in the cars had to put on their heaters and the electric cars and the people who had diesels could just go. Whereas the people who had to put their heaters on electric cars, they couldn't move the cars and they actually had to get uh, craned out of there you can't just tow an electric car. So, you know, if you're putting all these things together, it's just, you know. And, and when you look at some of the other things in the news today and in the last few weeks, and I mentioned kind of Apple uh, changing tack in terms of their investments, yeah. BMW changing tack, Volvo changing tack. Yeah, Because yeah. um, I, I wouldn't know, and I, I'm trying to get a sense of whether this is just kind of a, a bump in the road kind of mm-hmm. pardon the pun for EVs and whether kind of sales will continue to increase or 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 whether, you know, they've kind of had their day. I think time was... Are they a little bit like, um, do you remember mini discs were kind of the big new thing, uh, but only for a very short space of time. And then actually MP3 players took over. Are kind of, are are EVs going to be the mini discs of the car world? Absolutely. Like, look, what I'd say to you is, first of all, electric cars are not electric cars. They're battery powered cars. The Lewis runs on electricity. So that's the whole point thing. It's like white goods. They're going to be updated every year. It's like changing your phone every year. And it could work for some people, you know, if you go from A to B and it fits in your life. But I just think as a long term solution, it's not going to be the one shoe fits all. Um, having said that, I mean, we, we have made all these commitments on a national level to phase out uh, diesel and petrol cars. Is it yeah. by 24? 20- 40, we're not going to be selling any more new ones. Yeah, like, look, yeah, again, if you have faith in that, absolutely go for it, you know. <laughs> if it's you, easy if to commit, it's, it's easy for governments to It's easy to, to say, to yeah, it's actually putting the infrastructures and the processes in place and maybe communicating it to the public because I know a lot of people and a lot of main dealers at the moment are doing 0% finance on electric cars and price reductions. There you go, ask yourself that question. Why they just can't get rid of them. They can't get rid of them. And if you look, say, you know, and a kind kind of um, a middle income family that sees that it's kind of like candy to a baby and then say in, a, in eight years time the warranty's gone a battery goes is 20 grand 
Mm. You know, uh, the the other criticism sometimes made of them, and, and and I've heard it, and I wonder what you, what you think. Actually, someone texted in on this front earlier that they got rid of it because of um, kind of repair costs, and it was to do with wheels and tires mm. and everything. That the weight of the cars mm. are such that. Um, they keep getting flats. Yeah. They keep getting punctures. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I've heard that as well. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot. We're not there yet currently with, you know, understanding the costs and that and what it actually means on a day-to-day level. And I think if we just if it suits you, great, but actually what should be worded is a combination of maybe pushing hybrids more because you don't have to depend on the EV side of that. Kev says manufacturers should guarantee the batteries uh, for life of the car or 150,000 kilometres. Johnny Woods in Middleton says, I bought an EV in July 22. I love the car to drive. I have a home charger, which I use uh, totally on the night rate. So it's really economical. But the one huge problem I have is we're not remotely prepared for EVs infrastructurally around mm-hmm. the country. Day-to-day living is just fine but I need to do a long journey I'd certainly have a bit of range anxiety I don't mind waiting 40 minutes for an 80% recharge Mm. but availability of chargers is a huge concern which speaks to the point that you brought up uh, Nadia someone else says what does Nadia think about plug-in hybrids? Yeah absolutely I think they're a kind of the two lesser evils (laughs) I know I'm only messing I think they're actually they're a great solution I am selling hybrids I continue to sell hybrids because you're not really depending on the electricity side of it like I actually own a BMW i8 myself and that's a plug-in hybrid and I never plug it in. It self-charges and that. And yeah, no, absolutely love them. Craig says, Nadia's dead right. I had the same answer from a few different dealerships who are selling new EVs alongside internal combustion cars. They are not taking them as trade-ins. So this is fast becoming an issue, mm-hmm. uh, according to Craig. Anyway, Craig, thank you for the text. 87 1400-106 is the number. Nadia, thank you very, very much uh, you, for Kira. joining us in studio. Nadia Adan is the owner of Ashford Motors. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.